Free Pizza is sponsored by the Center for Visual Artists, also known as CVA. We are a nonprofit arts organization that supports local emerging artists as well as the Greensboro arts community. Please come visit us at 200 North Davies Street in Greensboro, North Carolina, inside the Cultural Arts Center in downtown. Free Pizza, your platform for creatives, and today we have the amazing Joshua Tyler Huff in here. What's up, Josh? Yo, how's it going? Dude, it's going well. I'm happy we're doing this. One, because you turned me into a Fuji boy. <laughs> <laughs> I always created that. Yeah, beer. we kind of, we kind of uh, lusted after those together. They're so beautiful and amazing camera system. Dude, I... Yes, I remember I've been. I remember being at your house uh, when you were in Greensboro for a, for a short time, and you had that. Yeah. you had the EX one, I think, or XE one. Yeah, XE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, which is like a very basic starter camera, but it was so, it was just made so well, and the the image quality was insane out of it. It was absolutely ridiculous. I think my first book was pretty yeah. much all from that camera, and I just always uh, shout you out whenever I pick up my f- <laughs> my Fuji film <laughs> all the time. Everyone's like, "How'd you get into Fuji film?" That's so random. This is like, dude, Josh. So yeah. I always have to applaud you on uh, that one. I mean, I don't want to take credit for it. I think they obviously you would have. I I feel like you would have found them without me, <laughs> but. <laughs> Just because I was such a camera like nerd, I would just browse the internet and just look at all these cameras. And those were, I don't know, something about them just really spoke to me the way they looked and the way the way you use them and what people were using them for. Really, absolutely. I mean, it's perfect for street. Perfect for for you and yeah, 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 absolutely. But that was a besides the point. Josh is a photographer. That's the photographer. He's a he is co-owner of Lucky House, who uh, is a print shop and graphic design shop as well. Is a studio in Boston. What, are you in Boston or outside of Boston? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's technically Boston. It's just like a a different neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, uh, it's it's called Somerville, which is like right. I think it's yeah. It's north of Cambridge. Okay, so you're right. So there. I'm still trying to figure it, like get the lay of the land over here, but. Yeah, so we're like pretty, we're like two miles, three miles from Harvard, three miles from like downtown Boston. Yeah. yeah, Uh, yeah. So it's like we're in the mix of it all. And Boston's really not that big of a city. Like I feel like Austin, where we came from, is way more spread out than Boston is. Really? That's crazy. Yeah. It's so condensed here because everything is like built up. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So it's, it's wild to go like, uh, Anywhere in Somerville, and everything's like at least three stories. Still, it's really cool. Wow, that's such a sharp, like a crazy contrast from where I grew up. I think that's what appeals to me most. But wow, okay, that's actually that's actually a good uh, segue. Actually, so let's go back to before you moved over there and start like kind of where you grew up and how'd you get into photography, and we'll go from there. Um, photography. Where did it start? I had always been interested in photography because I had a lot of creative friends <laughs> growing up that were really good at what they did. And I had a friend named Tyler Nutter who, um, FedEx guy just came. Sorry. No, that's all good. Threw me off. <laughs> um, yeah, Tyler Nutter, uh, 
he shot a lot of the bands that came through our area and he was just such a good photographer and, and one of my close friends when we were younger and it just kind of spawned from there and then I, I received a film camera as a gift uh, in like 2000, whew, when was that, 2014 or 15? Mm-hmm. And then just from there, it just, it, it just you know, just, I just rolled with it yeah. and it became a, a, a passion of mine. Um, and I don't really like to, I don't think that I'm that great of, of a photographer. I think it's just kind of where my passion lies and it, it and it's something that I really enjoy doing. Yeah. So yeah. absolutely always have a camera, you know? Yeah. What year was that? Do you think? Uh, when I first got into it. Yeah. When you get the, like the film camera. <sighs> that was 2000. I, I want to say it was 2014. Okay. So kind um, of recent. So Yeah. Yeah, pretty recent. I haven't really been doing it that long. I just kind of, whenever I get into something, I, I deep dive. Yeah, yeah. And research like everything I can about it just so I'm, I, I just, just so I know everything that I can know about it. Um, so yeah, I was, I just, I just dove into it in 2014 and really haven't looked back. Absolutely. And it's cool that you kind of had to start, you know, kind of with film before, you know, super into digital. Did you see that as an yeah. advantage? Um, I, I, I do. I don't think it's necessary, but I do see it as an, it can be an advantage because it, it kind of teaches you how to, like you have to learn how to use the camera when you shoot film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. I mean, unless you get like a program camera and there's nothing wrong with that. I love just shooting on full auto sometimes, but um, yeah, I think, I think it, it can help you just really learn your tool. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you can move forward from there. I think the first time I saw a light meter actually in person, I think is the one you had when we used to go out and shoot around Greensboro. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's crazy because I, I bought that and then I sold it because I never used it. And then I bought another one <laughs> because I needed it and then sold that one because I never used it. And then now I'm on my third light meter. You never know. I have it somewhere, but it's, but it's, uh, yeah, I still never use it, but it's like, I feel like I should have one. Yeah. I mean, if you're shooting shooting film often, it makes sense to have one. Yeah. I've used them for like important shots or like portraits or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I never take it out of my bag other than that. Right. (laughs) I mean, it's just like, just chills. (laughs) And back then. It's good to have. You were in Lubbock when that was going on. Were you in Austin? I was in Austin. Yeah. You were in Austin. You're, You're from Lubbock. I'm from Midland. Or I'm from Odessa. I lived in Midland for a little bit, but yeah, from Midland, Odessa area. Okay. I lived in Lubbock, um, right at, I think 2007, because I graduated in 2005, moved to Lubbock, I, like shortly after that, I think 2007, and then like met Worm and all of the that crew over there. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> you got to start in kind of music. And then, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, just moved back to Midland and then Austin and then North Carolina. I've been all over the place, man. Yeah, you've been freaking <laughs> everywhere. So I know. What, what were you really shooting back then? Like, obviously, you did a lot of now, a lot of live shows and street stuff. But was that the same thing back then? Um, Kind of, yeah. I mean, when I first started, I didn't really know what I wanted to shoot. I just I was just like kind of excited to have a camera, I feel. Mm. And I would just... Um, just burn through rolls shooting everything 
and it got so expensive, but like <laughs> it was it was worth it to me just to like, all right, let's see what this Porsche 400 looks like. And I would go and probably shoot like three rolls a weekend or something, just firing off shots, just it's like of, of nothing. Literally, it's like, oh, cool, this tree, like, let me shoot it. <laughs> and like, I just kind of from there, I think it was just kind of like you weed out what you don't want to shoot yep. by shooting it and feel like, I don't like, I don't think I like this. So yeah, it was like, I, I wanted to focus on street and if I'm being honest, I like me and you were like, so into, uh, what is like trash hand and Oh God. Yeah. What is that other, what is that other dude that we always looked at? Um, trash hand, um, not Van styles. Uh, yeah. he, he had another name, like another, it was like from Chicago. Was he a rapper? No. No, wait. Trash is from Chicago. Yeah, it trash was, hand from anyways, Chicago. there there was another photographer that both you and I, he shoots a lot of like, I think he shoots like a digital now, but he was he it, was somebody that I was like, man, this dude is sick. Was it Joe Greer? And I no, he has like another name like Trash Hand. Like it's a weird moniker that is not his name. Oh, okay. Okay. Damn. Uh, like okay. he has like separate photo identity but anyways that's that's where i came up with like safekeeper because i was like oh i want to have like a cool photo name (laughs) (laughs) yes which looking back on it i was it's very stupid but i rolled with it and i tried i think it it did not work it's it it fits i don't know i still like it i'm glad you still use it you know at least i mean it was pretty it was i dug it it was cool but it was like looking back on it it's kind of cheesy but I had to just I had to just stick with it for a while. When did you make? But yeah, I wanted to. What up? Go ahead. Go ahead. I said I wanted to just like focus on. They did a lot of uh, architectural like street photography, like buildings and upshots, and that was that was pretty alluring to me when I first started. Uh, oh, and yeah. I don't think I ended up shooting any of that. It was just kind of like me walking around, um, just finding. Uh, beauty and like normal yeah. and like beauty and like normalcy, I guess. Yeah. Everyday life. Uh, and just, just shooting like a normal house with like an empty chair out on the patio. And it's just like, I kind of like that scene. Yeah. Like the longing for, you know, whatever. I mean, all, all those scenes are kind so of nostalgic, I just, so I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I just shot, I kind of developed that style whenever me and you used to like walk around and not that I have like a specific style. I'm not trying to, not trying to sound like a fucking a badass dude, but <laughs> But that's that's where I kind of like honed in on that on what I wanted to shoot whenever we would cruise around and whenever me and Chuck would cruise around or whatever. Dude, yeah, shout out to Chuck too, and he game one here as well. Side note about trash hand, I didn't. I don't know if I told you this or not. When I was in Chicago last, we went to this random um, this random camera shot me and Jacob did um, before we left Chicago, and I walked in, and sure enough he was standing like in there and I was so terrified <laughs> to go up and Damn. say hey to him, dude. But I was like, cause he didn't show of his face on his Instagram. So I had to go watch some YouTube yeah. videos and make sure it was him. So Damn, I, so you did some research while you were chilling there. I was literally in there. I was panicking, dude. I was like, Oh my God, is that him? I can't freaking tell. He was like borrowing. He was like getting like a drone or something, I guess to make some videos. Yeah, and of course. I was like, dude, that has to be him. There's no way. And sure enough, as he was leaving, I was like, that was freaking him. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Should have said something. Yeah, you didn't say hi. No, I dude, probably dude. wouldn't have either. I just would have been like, 
dope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so weird when it comes to situations like that. Because like I don't want to sound like a tool. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I should have not. I should have said hello. I'm a fan of your work, and just kind of kept it going. So either way, it's all yeah. Good. Um. So back to back to you. So when did you make the move to digital? Like what and what made you do it? Um, it was to Fuji. It was I think I was watching something on YouTube or or whatever. I was doing some weird research, camera research and I came across like a YouTube video of this guy shooting film lenses on his on his digital Fuji. Oh, and yeah. I was like, "What the f-? like that's pretty cool." So I watched it and the the camera itself was like so just the way it was the way it looks i feel like i feel like i've said this like 15 times in this podcast already but fujis are beautiful all yes, right yes they are they really are uh, uh but yeah i just i was like that's kind of sick at the best of both worlds i can still shoot film all the time i'll just have this for whatever yeah yeah so i got one and just fell in love with it um and then like had to show it to you of course dude like daniel check this out it's so tight and i'm like um, a dedicated nikon fan i got that camera and each other. i, I know like, i have to have this <laughs> it's crazy yeah um, it's like it's honestly is like the the short time that i had a leica it's like the the hype is so it's like it makes sense because i ha- i bought the leica for an ungodly price mm. Um, mm. <laughs> and as, but as soon as I got it out of the box, I was like, oh, this is so worth it. Like everything worked so well. It was just a beautiful camera. So there's some of them that are like the build quality is really worth it. Was it an M6? Uh, no, I had the M4P, okay. which is basically an M6 without a light meter. Oh, I think they, they gotcha. all of them are pretty much the same thing. They just have different frame lines for like lenses you can use. Yes. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. And the and the uh, the numbers which I just learned are out of order. So like M3 is not the third camera, which I that's what I thought. I was like, oh, the M6 is like the sixth camera, you know. <laughs> but it, the M3 was apparently the first of the M series. See how much of a nerd I am? Like, why do I need to know this? See, why do I know any of this? That's good. Though. That's why I trusted everything you said. I was like, I could just, I, I could tell that you actually did your research on this stuff. And that's why I was like, <laughs> so you know what? Josh is right. I'm just go ahead and trust it. I don't, now that I'm like saying, like recording myself talking like this, it's, is it might be a problem. I might have a problem. You might have to do a, uh, start doing a, um, a camera blog. <laughs> yeah. Man. <laughs> into the wrong profession oh. i should be like a youtube tutorial guy oh my god i can imagine you get free my, like i i don't know if i'm necessarily good enough to make it as a photographer so like i could just be the guy that tests the cameras for photographers <laughs> he's like you should get <laughs> like this. yo this one's dope <laughs> here you have this oh, that's sick <laughs> so going back to what you shot when did you start shooting because the thing that stands out to me about your about your work is your live shows are just I think they're out of this world amazing so when did you get into obviously you were you're heavy into playing music and you know you've toured and all that so was that a reason why you got into shooting bands or was it another reason yeah probably I mean I had always wanted to and I had always like going back to my friend Tyler growing up he like had this he had a specific style to where he used like a fisheye lens and had like light trails and he was doing that 
not to say he was like the first. I'm not like shitting on anybody for doing that now because it's <laughs> awesome. But but he was doing that a long time ago, and I specifically remember the way it looked, and I was like, man, that's so cool. So whenever I bought a fisheye lens to like shoot skateboarding and and it was ultimately to shoot shows, I was like, this is kind of what I want to emulate. And yeah, yeah, I yeah, I tried, <laughs> and it was. I think it was okay. My first show I ever shot was, um, I think, Greer Fest that was in North f- Carolina. Was that the f- what? I, that really? was like that was like my first. I'm pretty sure, like actual show. Dude, that's impressive. I think I think so. Yeah. Oh my! Because I was like scrambling and trying to figure out how to how to get the images online for people to like download them or whatever. Dude, and that- I like had no idea and ended up with Smug Mug. Like, what even is that? Yeah, I mean, and it's fine, but I'm like on, I'm on there right now. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it. It actually works really well, but it's just like I didn't know what to do, and editing all those photos in like a a day and a half or whatever was insane to me. Yeah, because people like one of those photos back real quick, and pe- the response from it yeah. was, was pretty insane. That was a that was an awesome fest. Yeah, that was cool. So I yeah. didn't know that was your first time shooting a show. That's super impressive. Yeah, I think I was also just like, you know, I I follow photographers on instagram or whatever and 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 i wasn't trying to like rip her style but like obviously angela owens is like crushing it oh dude she when it comes to like yeah she's kind of got it on lock so she's goddess (laughs) i wanted to be i wanted to be like in the same vein but not be like a total ripoff yeah you know yeah um so yeah that was just another like inspiration point absolutely and obviously you shooting the street stuff is kind of what we talked about already this Oh no! I, I feel like that's something that that stands out to me about you is your street style. It's just really, really nice and clean, and oh no, that's really cool. Hey, thank you. Oh yeah. So and obviously you've been around. Oh, you've been. Uh, did you go to Mexico? Was it Mexico you went to? Uh no. Where'd you go recently? You it was a Hawaii. It was a Hawaii. Hawaii. Close. Close enough. Where? Where'd you go? Yeah, I was. I went to Hawaii and. Uh, like, damn, how long is it? It's been almost two years, I two think. Two years? Yeah. Because obviously you do, like, yeah, photos. So like, your tra- yeah, travel photos May, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, Hawaii was insane. Like, yeah. just, it was just so, like, I had never, I had been to Hawaii one time before in 2000, like, another 2006 or 2007. I don't remember, but um, it was for, like, a day. I was I was there. I spent a Saturday and then I popped out. My my friend got married in Hawaii. Oh, gotcha. So she flew in right Last quick. minute. Yeah, last minute they were like, you know what? We're going to bring in your two best friends. And um, yeah, so they can be there. And so, yeah, two of us flew over for Dude. a weekend, which is insane. I had Burger King in Hawaii uh, <laughs> the first time. Before I was vegan, and I, it, the only thing that was different was a pineapple ring on the burger. Oh wow! And that it was like fifteen dollars or something. Oh my god! It's all imported. Jesus, I bet. Oh, that was definitely a once in lifetime thing. <laughs> yeah, I was like, should I like of all the things I could eat in Hawaii? Should I have? Burger I went King? to a Burger King, but that's just a testament to my character. I feel, dude, that is so you. That's <laughs> absolutely true. <laughs> The reason I asked about the trip is because, you know, just you doing travel photography and documenting and everything. Because I, obviously you're just a documentarian at that point. So, uh, yeah, yeah. 
I feel like, yeah, I guess I just totally skipped over your question and just went like, oh yeah, I was there for a day. No, you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I really, that's. I feel like that's all photography is right yeah. now in my life, which yeah. is kind of sad. It's it's just to just document what I do, which seems weird, but it is going to be nice to look back on. Um, but yeah, anyways, let me jump back. <laughs> so Hawaii was in- incredible. Like we went, we were there for, I think it was 10 days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we, we were on two of the islands and both of them were just so beautiful. It, it was really like breathtaking just to see that, that amount of beauty in person. That sounds so wild. It's it look, cool. It looked, it looked insane. Yeah. I like, I took so many rolls of film and just burned through them all. And it, <laughs> it was so satisfying getting all the scans back and just scrolling through it. Like even the bad photos are good Dude, compared like, to like where I grew, grew up. I feel like you, and obviously it depends on where you are too, but it's just back to going back to talking about film. It's just, it's hard to take a bad film photo in my honest opinion. I don't know. Right. It's such a feel. Yeah. Cause, cause either way it'll still have like that feeling of nostalgia. Yes. And it, that just adds so much more to the, to the photo. I feel absolutely. I guess on any given day, if you had to choose which one you want to take with you, it's probably to film one. What, uh, what camera? Yeah, man. That's, yeah, that's, that's difficult. I feel like I'm going to throw a curveball. I guess it's not really cause it's still film, but my answer right now would be the Instax wide. Oh wow. If I could take any, any camera with me, like that, that's been my go-to. I think it's just, which is why I never post anything anymore because I, it's it's such a process for me to like shoot those and scan them and then put them on the template and then post. Um, but yeah, that's that's been my go-to camera, dude. That for a while. Yeah, I didn't. Even, it's funny because you have a don't you have an Instagram that's dedicated to this that? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, okay, that makes a lot more sense now because I was it's wondering kind where it came from. Just kind of like a foot. I just I'm just gonna upload. I have a lot that I need to upload, but it's it's kind of just like a digital photo album. And like, if anybody wants to stop and check it out, like there it is. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. It's cool. It's just something to have. Yeah. So you see, you see it <laughs> like right now. You just kind of do it every now and then. Not, it's probably not as much as you used to with Lucky House going on. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's exactly. Yeah, it's exactly it. We. Jill and I both use the camera at the shop yeah, for like product photography or anything on our Instagram or whatever. And then I feel like we just kind of, you feel like you've used your camera that day or whatever and you you put it down and forget about it. And so now it's like, it kind of sucks because I see my camera more of it as like a coworker or something and not like a creative oh, tool. Yeah, yeah. That, you know? that happens so easily. We'll, for sure. We'll, we'll and I know that it. happens in, in every like creative field. Yeah. Cause once you, once you have to use it for what you don't want to use it for, then it's like, it starts to lose what it originally was in your mind. Kind I feel value. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the yeah. scary part about doing photo for money for me. It's, is is just that, you know, um, right. It's right. It's hard to make a balance to shoot for yourself and, you know, and, and shoot for money and, you know, then you get burnt out and yeah, this is definitely a, a weird area to be in as a freelancer. 
Yeah, for sure. I feel like you do a pretty good job, though, because you always are like working, but you're also always posting personal just for fun work. Yeah. And that's something I've always admired about you. It's just like your work ethic, but also your ability to find time to create for yourself, which Absolutely. I <clears throat> am trying to learn how to do currently. So. It's, it's super hard. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Like whenever we opened Lucky House, we were like, oh, we have all of these ideas that we want to do. And it's like we literally don't do any of them because we we print for clients. And it's while that's so amazing, we're like really fortunate to be able to do that. It's it is kind of frustrating that we haven't been able to work on our own stuff as much as we would like. Right. Right. But I mean, Obviously, you making you're working hard now to where in the future you might be able to have a little more free time to do that kind of stuff. So yeah, exactly. That's you know. what we keep telling ourselves: like, just put in the work for for now, and then it'll all be it'll all be worth it. Absolutely. And actually, it's a great segue. It's going to talk about Lucky House. And um, before oh. we do that, um, this is and Josh and and Jill didn't pay me to say this, but the merch <laughs> drop um, from you we guys. They, yeah, they, they paid me. The merch drop um, they sent me, which is was for free pizza, um, my photography, and it was all for my book release show. And I sold the shirts there for the first for the first time. Um, those shirts are the best shirts ever. I mean, I was just I was blown away. You know, shout out to Josh Platt. He shot. He shot. Dude, he, thank you. You know, he uh, printed myself before that, and uh, he kind of took a backseat to printing shirts and stuff like that. So had to scramble around and luckily you were doing your thing uh when that was happening that transition was happening so but yeah i got your yeah i got your shipment and i dude i just i get texts almost every other day <laughs> like dude these hoodies and shirts are so soft that's sick yeah <laughs> so yeah uh, so well, we appreciate that for sure we uh, we we're very excited to work with you and before i want to i want to give a shout out to death by ink also uh because he is a very talented screen printer and does a, uh, an amazing job. So yes, he's absolutely. Um, yeah, fun. shout out to him. Yes, we love. Yeah. You, we love you, Josh. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, the, I found out about AS Color not too long ago, and those shirts are just so insanely soft and and really well made for the price. Yeah, absolutely. So I try to push those on everybody. I think honestly, the garment makes a, a huge difference versus like a Gildan. Oh God, which yeah. is fine, but I mean, it's no, fine. You know, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I was. In, I think Gildan does have like a, a heavy blend or something like that. That's pretty yeah. soft. But their hammer tee, that's that's new, and it's like probably the best T-shirt that's come out in a while because yeah. it it is a, a lower price point for how like, and it's a six ounce shirt, which is pretty heavy, while still being a very soft like retail feel shirt. Exactly. Exactly. And for yeah. people, and before we get into Lucky House, for people who print shirts and want to keep it cheap and go the cheap route, um, is 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 you you kind of get what you pay for when you get in shirts. Just <laughs> want to put that out there because I have so many. It people, is true, yeah. I have people who I just print really cheap with Josh, and it wasn't his fault. He he gave me the choice of choosing what kind of shirt I wanted. I used to print on a really cheap Gildan, and after a couple of washes, like people were said they were just pretty much done wearing them. So. Um, yeah, yeah it's crazy. and that and and that has nothing to do with his his prints, you no, know. It's, it's, not, just, it's not Josh at all. Some shirts, yeah, some shirts are just trash. Like, and the Gildan G five thousand, like basic, the cheapest shirt you can get is just unfortunately one of those shirts. Yeah, yeah, and it, it and it works fine, but it but 
yeah, if you're looking for a nicer shirt, definitely you get what you pay for with when it comes to the garment. Yes, and keep that in mind when people are, you know, pricing their product. People always wonder why some, you know, some garments yeah. are a lot more higher priced than others, and that's usually the reason. So, for sure, for yeah. sure, so, it also prints a lot better too. Just throwing that out there, the tighter, the tighter weaves. Oh yeah, can help your print, help your print look better. Okay, good information there. Okay, let's, let's jump back. <laughs> let's jump into printing. So before you get a lucky house, and we'll go into that because you were printing. You were printing in Texas. You were printing here in North yeah, Carolina. So long. tell us about your journey with printing and how you got into it and why you stuck with it. Um, so I guess to go way, way back, um, the first printing setup I ever had, uh, my friend Alex, who shout out to Alex. He uh, runs Purple Wax and does like his own art stuff under player under pressure on Instagram. Hell yeah. Uh, we decided in like 2006, he was a senior in high school. I had just graduated. He was like, man, I want to start a clothing company. And I was like, yeah, that would be dope. Like (laughs) everybody wants to start a clothing company. So we, (laughs) uh, you know, we chased that dream for a little bit and bought our own print setup off of like Ryan at screenprinting.com. You know, we bought a garage setup for 800 bucks. And it was trash. It was literally literally trash. <laughs> but at that time, I had no idea what I was doing. And I was like, oh, man, we can print our own T-shirts. So we started printing shirts, and they all washed out, and it was just bad. Uh, so we kind of – that kind of fizzled out. Um, and then I took like a year or two off from screen printing when I moved to Lubbock. Mm. And then I moved back to Midland because I was offered a job at a screen – at a I don't really know. They weren't a screen printing facility at the time, but they bought a press and wanted me to like become the screen printing section. Okay. Okay. And I, and I still really wasn't that knowledgeable on screen printing. I was like two years in and had never worked on an auto press and they had just bought one and we're just like, all right, here you go. Like, uh, you're our printer. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I was so lost. Like I had worked with, such like basic entry level manual printing stuff and they upgraded me to this big auto press and I of course in the interview I was like oh yeah dude like I know how to screen print like I'm tight (laughs) and so (laughs) not a good call I start messing up all these orders oh and (laughs) uh, yeah like I had no idea what I was doing and they didn't really train me they just you know, it was like a friend of my mom who had heard that I had screen print experience and her husband was buying an auto press, you know. So I got kind of lumped into this and I start messing up orders and, and eventually figure it out. And I was there for a little over a year. And then I'm, I, I took a little bit of time off to work uh, at a foot action, <laughs> which is a shoe store because <laughs> I was so I was like really obsessed with shoes at the time. Oh, man. Uh, but then I got I got back into screen printing when I moved to Austin initially in 2013, I believe, and ended up <laughs> working at a place where my aunt and uncle worked mm. in Round Rock, okay. which was really cool. Um, to just to be able to like spend time with them and and uh, yeah, just jump back to screen printing as soon as I moved to Austin. And that place was okay, but it was like it was I, that, from there I really learned the flow of like a corporate screen printing company. 
and how um, the day to day like it really looks as far as being like a, on the sales and manager side. Cause I was <clears throat> for some reason was in an office with their like graphic designer and it guy. So I was just like chilling in there, like learning all this stuff from them. Um, and then from Austin, obviously North Carolina met big Daniel white, my boy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and then I just, I was, Whenever I moved to North Carolina, I was uh, out of a job because I, you know, I hadn't had time to look for one or set up interviews on the phone or whatever. So I came across a Craigslist interview um, for the shop I worked at called Carolina Sports in Pleasant Garden, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Um, and yeah, that place was great. I, I, I kind of furthered my knowledge there because I was the screen printing setup again. Like I was the only guy. Um, and then there was a lady that did embroidery and then my boss, Alan, super nice guy. Um, yeah, so we just kind of grew together and then I moved back and landed a job in industry, really kind of finalized like the high end, like sales side Mm, and, and then went to my friend Wade's shop. (laughs) I've been all over the place, went to my friend Wade's shop after industry and then that's whenever Jill and I were just kind of, oh, I met Jill at industry. I just fucking zoomed right over one of the most important things in my life. Yes, Jill's not important. <laughs> no, she definitely is. I, I'm, I was joking. Just, I'm just getting all the nerves. No, I'm just nervous. Shout uh, out to um, Jill. Yeah, shout out. She's really incredible at what she does and, and just as a person in general, just very incredible and has supported me in everything that I've done. Mm. And not to not to do like one of those obligatory like, oh, my partner is so amazing, but she really is. And and we're here in Somerville, Mass. uh, Crushing it. And she's just the best partner that I I feel like I ever could have landed, you know. (laughs) But um, but yeah, so I met her at industry and then she left to do freelance, um, as you've heard on another podcast. Oh, yeah. She. Yeah, she left to do freelance, and then I went to my friend Wade's shop, which was a smaller shop than industry, but from there, I was just kind of like, Jill and I started talking about starting our own shop because Wade was such an inspiration. Like, the way he runs his shop, it's so, it's like much smaller and more tight-knit than industry, Mm. Um, but his managerial style was just like so laid back and it was such a nice environment to like walk into every day. It was like you're literally just chilling with your friends, like putting art on the T-shirts and having fun. Absolutely. Uh, so from there, we were just really inspired to like create an environment like that for ourselves. The Free Piece of Podcast is sponsored by Zipster, specializing in custom websites and local design. You don't have to lift a finger to look cool online. Visit Zipster.com and see what they can do for you. Right. And for the people who don't know much about printmaking and all that, industry is a humongous print shop. I mean, they print for a lot of people, right? A lot of bands, a lot of businesses all yeah um yeah they're kind of like they're kind of like one of those big big deal like instagram mm, print shops and and they and they do like 
really incredible work and I, and I met a lot of amazing people there. Uh, but ultimately it just ended up not being for me. Yeah. Um, which is absolutely, you know, valid, you know, because I guess you like being in that smaller and tight knit community as far as being in a workspace. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure you learned, I'm sure you learned so much from working at a shot of that stature. You know what I'm saying? I did. It was, um, super, what am I trying to say? I learned a lot about stuff that I didn't know that we could do before. Exactly. If that makes sense, like relabeling, like all the extracurricular, like other than putting ink onto a t-shirt, like really finalized what I thought a screen printing shop should be in my mind. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is one of the things where you just, you know, you kind of take what you get from every job you have. So that's awesome. And that kind of obviously led you to Lucky House, which is super sick. So, yeah, so got us through that. So you work at your friend Wade's shop for a while, and then uh, Jill was freelancing, and y'all were, you know, I guess trying to figure out what you wanted to do. And so what initially got the idea for for Lucky House rolling? Like, when did that, you know, idea start? Um, I want to say it started in Hawaii whenever we were on that vacation. Um. Because right whenever we got back, I think, you know, being on Hawaii, being in Hawaii and talking about our our future plans, I think it was just really clear that we were on the same page. So um, and it's funny because in Hawaii, we actually got a job offer to take over a promotional shop that had a screen printing press in Honolulu. What? Um, by, by yeah, by one of Jill's dad's like longtime friends. He like just happened to run a promotional shop, which they did more like mug printing and and like kind of weird stuff. But they had a screen printing press, so we could have like turned it into whatever. Um, and it was honestly like we got back from Hawaii, and it was it was like a, a serious contender for what we <laughs> what we were thinking about doing, but ultimately decided like being that far away from everybody. Yeah. Uh, what just wasn't what we needed in our life. Yeah, Hawaii right is now. <laughs> definitely not cheap to get to by any means. It's definite. It's definitely not. Um, no, but yeah. So I, I feel like in Hawaii is when we made the decision to like really go for it. Dang, that's incredible. So yeah, and thankfully that was two years ago. So that was 2018 around that time. Yeah. So and you yeah moved- we got back. Yeah, we moved, um, it's almost been a, it's coming up on a year. We moved in June. That's so crazy. So, yeah, so, so yeah, got, yeah. Us, got us through that. So, got us from, you got back from Hawaii, and then you're like, a okay, cool, we're on the same page. Then, yeah, what were the steps of you making it out of, you know, getting out of Texas and, you know, kind of doing that? Yeah. Um, so, we got back. Jill was, like, over the nine to five. Yeah. Not really over the nine to five, but over her current <laughs> nine to five. Um, and she she really missed like setting her own hours and, and doing freelance design. So she decided to do that for a little while. Um, uh, and I decided to, to leave industry. Um, so I went to my friend Wade's shop. And and while I was at Wade's shop, we were kind of like talking like, where should we put our shop? Like, should we do it in Austin? 
should we do it somewhere else neutral or should we do it in like the Boston area where Jill grew up? Mm. So we started like researching online, like where other screen printing shops would be and like what our competition would look like. Um, it's weird to have to think like competition because, but I mean, we just have to like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's like, I feel like if you were to, to walk outside any house in Austin and just pick up a rock and throw it as far as you can in any direction, you could probably hit a screen printing shop oh, wow. or some sort of like design studio in Austin, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And uh, there's a lot of really talented artists there. But I feel like ultimately we would have been if if we were to get big in Austin, we would have been like big fish, big pond, you know? Yeah. To where there's like a ton of other fish or like bigger fish that could just crush us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we started looking other places and then we also looked in Boston and just did like a search of screen printing shops in the area. And there's like a surprisingly low amount in the Boston area that are like really big and that also aren't so corporate. Um so ultimately we just we decided that Boston would be our best for on the business side it would be our best bet because there's there wasn't as much competition and I feel like we would occupy a lane that nobody is in. Yes. So that's that was really the main decision and also every time I would visit Boston area for like Christmas or whatever I just I loved it. So Dang, that's it. Just it was it just seemed right. Wow, I bet that's crazy. How because obviously it moved all over anyways, but I guess making more of a permanent move, you know, for for the foreseeable future was. I'm sure the emotions were kind of crazy with that too, you know. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely it's definitely weird because <clears throat> this is such a permanent move. It's like whenever you are like, I'm just gonna move to New York or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not starting a business. It's like people just kind of assume or or know that there's like no end to that mm. or there's no def- there's no like definitive thing to that to where you could just move back. Right. But right. like if I'm moving to Boston and like opening up a business, that means it's like where I'm going to be for the rest of my life. Yeah, that's that's it. And yeah. I we just we had some talks about that and I don't know, I just I felt I felt good about it. And we also talked about, you know, we wanted to open the shop to be able to to live the life that we want to live. So we're going to try to put in as much work as we can and, and really just uh, just work overtime. And then whenever whenever we have have the funds and the time to travel, we'll just, you know, we'll we'll be here for five years and then we'll travel and yeah. do whatever we can. Yeah. I mean, it, assuming our business allows us to do that. So. Yeah, I mean, it that's like, ultimately the goal. Yeah, I mean, from the outside, you know, in thing, it, it, looks, it looks like you're doing, you're like killing it, you know, almost from the jump. Thanks. Yeah, so. it was it was pretty insane that um, that it, it's taken off how it has. We definitely weren't expecting it, and and we're so thankful that it has taken off like this. Um, but yeah, it's it was definitely unexpected, and it's it's been really amazing. Was it difficult finding? Because I remember you sending me the two options y'all narrowed it down to what a shot was going to be. Was it difficult, I guess, 
find those locations and what price was right and you know the bank loans and all that how was that process without going super detailed into it but just like an overview of how that was yeah um it was a little difficult i feel like it was a lot easier whenever we actually got to boston because you can you can see a building online or like a house or whatever you're trying to rent and it, it can you can like fall in love with it. And then when you see it in person, it's like a completely different thing. It's, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, we, we had actually, we had looked at a couple of buildings and drove by them in person and we're just like underwhelmed. Uh, but months of research online, it just, it didn't really help until we got here. And then we just stumbled across the building that we have, uh, one day on, I think it was on Craigslist or it was on some random website, the only website it was on. Um, and we were like close by. So we just decided to walk by it and check it out. And we fell in love with the outside of the building uh, because nobody was there and we didn't call anybody to like set up a, a viewing. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so the, so we fell in love with it immediately. Uh, and so we called the guy and set up a, a, a viewing for the next week. And initially we we went to the viewing, we walked inside, uh, loved it even more, but just kind of wrote it off as being too small mm-hmm. uh, because it is kind of a small building, but I just wasn't really, I didn't really have an, I guess, a size estimate of everything that was going to be in the shop. So immediately we were just like, wow, you know, that's too small. Like, let's just keep looking. So for a month, we we kept looking and didn't find anything and circled back around to this one just to see if it was still available. And it was. Um, So we came in with a measuring tape and like measured every single wall and like crevice and put it into Illustrator and then got like all the measurements for all of our equipment and basically built the shop in Illustrator to scale um, and figured out it was going to work. So we jumped on it. Um, And I should add that the first time we saw this place, there was a like a like a little ceramic figure that's probably like two feet wide of a black cat, just like in the building. Oh my god! And so we were like, "That's definitely that's like definitely a sign." So that's what. Uh, so now, from. yeah. Well, we had the logo before, oh. which is makes it even more of a sign. We were like, "What is it? like? Why is there a black like panther chilling in this building?" <laughs> It was just it was just kind of like kind of trippy to us. And we were like, all right, that's like definitely a sign. Um, so, yeah, now I can't the video is not on, but there's our Panthers like chilling over here in front of the uh, we have like a little small shirt wall and it's at the very top. Just up dude, there chilling our little mascot. That is badass, dude. <laughs> it's it's pretty crazy when you like. Because I'm sure we see signs all the time yes. or like random coincidences, but it's pretty crazy when you actually like can focus in on one and be like, "Damn, it, there it is." That's it. This is a, this is this is where I need to be. Yeah, for sure, dude. That's so for sick. sure. So let's let's fast forward to opening day. Like opening day, how were you able to? Well, first of all, yeah, how was opening day for you? So you got everything set up and open the doors. Was it like an influx of people? Was it kind of? you know, a sound of steady incline or was it less like booming your face as soon as you open? How was that? Um, so our first month was like, it was busy for us, but like manageable. 
so it wasn't like anything too crazy um but some, somehow like people had heard that we were opening up or or whatever but we had had like emails before we were even open that was just like hey saw your website or or whatever they said and it was just it was weird that we were like hey we're not open yet but we would love to like help you out in like a week or whatever so luckily we had yeah luckily we had stuff to to work on and i think whenever we rented the building we didn't know this at the time but there's like a bridge closure a block away from us because they're adding t-stops right so that that is causing a uh what is it called a detour that sends everybody down our street in front of our shop where Jill had like designed this huge, it's like a, what is it? Like a six foot by six foot metal sign in front of our shop with, with the lucky house logo. And like people will pull over their car and like take photos or like if they're walking down the street, they like stop and take photos of the sign or like they'll pop in and be like, this sign is so cool. I just wanted to tell you that. And it's, pretty crazy like that that brings in a lot of business too. just having that one sign insane wow dang so y'all did that perfectly <laughs> i mean yeah it, it's just like all this stuff that we didn't even know was going on like just just happened and it helped out in our favor absolutely and from who you have worked with i mean you're working with bands and i'm seeing you doing stuff for looks like you do stuff with the city do you have some shirts with uh um for the city yeah we've done uh we've done some shirts for like mgh that we haven't posted yet okay um, okay but yeah our our clientele is is actually pretty diverse which is which is cool yeah, uh nice. we do have a lot of bands we do print a lot for triple b which is he was our i, I want to say he was one of our first clients um shout out to rory and firewalker Dude, she so uh awesome. she really helped us out um with the plug because he was looking for somebody to do the woven inside label attachment yeah which yeah, is yeah. like something that a lot of people don't want to mess with um but it's really not that hard if you just ah i don't know but we offered it so, <laughs> so we offered it. it so he he uh he gave us a lot of business and that's and huge, it's amazing so. for people who don't know that's a huge uh music label uh, music label well, mostly hardcore and hardcore and punk and yeah, stuff like that. So, it's crazy. They're definitely one of the top tier like hardcore labels, and 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 a label that I had been like following for a really long time. That's, so it was, was it was just kind of really really cool for that to be one of our first clients with and, help, but you know, right? But still, I mean, that's kind of an ongoing relationship because I mean, you're printing a ton of shirts. It seems like for a lot of bands. Yeah, so yeah, that's, yeah. That's, he's crazy. He'll just he'll just text and be like dude, I want to do like neon green and purple sweats. Like, can we make this work? You're just like, hell and he'll yeah. just have like the craziest ideas. Like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. It's cool. That's awesome. And the reason why I was at city, I saw the Summerfield, uh, Massachusetts shirts with the a raccoon. The, I guess oh, it's a baby right. Shirt. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's this designer. Uh, I'm going to ruin her last name. I don't really know how to say it, but her name is Ellen. Like Ellen Dubriel, oh, I think is how you say it. Okay, okay. But yeah. she goes by the last draw on Instagram. And she just has like really cool designs that she likes to do for like children's clothing. And she works, uh, I don't know if she works with this uh, clothing, like children's clothing store here called Magpie. But she does a lot of like designs for them. That's so she'll like sell stuff in there. And it, it's it's really cool. All of her art, artwork's cool. And Magpie's a, a cool place to go. 
Dude, that's badass. Damn. Yeah, it's, it's cool. We, I, we're just, I, I don't think we could be any happier about the people we've been able to work with and how Lucky House has unfolded so far. Wow. And what, what would we say would be your main um, source of, I guess, marketing? Are you just mostly on Instagram or the word of mouth or you have ads anywhere? Like, how's that kind of built up business? For you? Um, so marketing, we're still like with a lot of things on the like business side. We're still trying to like figure that out and and see what works best for us. But yeah, mostly everything goes through Instagram. Um, not like ordering, but like I feel like we get most of our traction through Instagram. Like people will see it and then just be like, yo, this is cool. Uh, how much would it cost for blah, blah, blah. And then I'll be like, yo, email us. So I feel like Instagram is our number one. We we played around with like Google ads mm. for I think I think two months. Yeah. And we just we or maybe it's still running, yeah. But um I don't know if that's really helping us out a ton right now. Right, right, right. So we're we're still trying to figure out what would be best. And obviously like word of mouth is king. Once you once you print for somebody and you you do a good job, Absolutely. they'll tell everybody, like, yo, print here, print here. Yeah, where am I? And that's been like business free that's been too. Huge, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, for sure. But other than screen printing, y'all, you guys so, are also offering embroidering and graphic design. So, how's that work yeah. as far as do you? Is it kind of the same way people hit you up or hit Jill up or something like that, and y'all just kind of get that done in whatever tone and manner? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty much it's pretty uh, almost as straightforward as that. Really, okay. it's okay. just uh, hit us up via email or whatever, and. That's uh sick. embroidery's fun. I, I, I feel like more people should do embroidery with us. It's always a fun project and it always comes out looking really cool because of the embroider that we use is like he's really good. So Oh, that's awesome. Um so you, you source that out. Yeah, for now. Yeah. Um we just don't have space or the money <laughs> to be able to buy an embroidery machine. Oh, uh but it, in the long in the long term, uh we're definitely gonna get one, but the guy we used is is not very far away. He's in Somerville. He's been here for like 30 years. Uh, he does like embroidery for Nike and OGO and Under Armour. He's like a licensed embroidery spot for them. So he's super high quality. Dude, that's that's intense. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's crazy, right? How we get it's, to- it's crazy how whenever we open things just... I mean, with a lot of trial and error before we opened, but like things just kind of seemed to fall into place. I feel like we got so lucky uh, because I've heard like horror stories of people opening up shops or opening up businesses. And it's just like somehow so far we've been able to to maneuver around a lot of those like hangups. Dude, that's cool. I mean, it's all about taking the risks. So, no, did. yeah, that's we're sick. Yeah, I mean, it's it's scary, it's, especially during this time but it is it is scary yes but i, I was stress I mean, stressful yeah, before we started the interview you, just, you definitely said that you actually are getting a lot more work than you thought you would so that's that's amazing yeah um yeah it, the product has definitely uh changed a little bit but but yeah we're we're able to come in and because it is only two of us and we have a unique situation where we can work with our shop just completely closed. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I feel like, you know, uh, all the drama with, uh, uh, the like bailout money, 
we we felt like we should probably take it into our own hand to like save our own business, you know, and and work safely while doing it. So mm, yes, that's what we're doing. Absolutely. And we're guess, technically not open, but we're able to fulfill orders. So okay, that's what I was going to ask if you would be considered yeah. essential. No, I don't think we are. Um, okay. okay. But at the same time, it's like we we Jill and I get into the car, we drive to the shop, we get out, we go into the shop, and print, and then leave. You know, and yeah. the only person we ever see is the UPS man who just has a mask on, has gloves. He'll open our door and just like launch the boxes in. Dude, that's sick. or FedEx, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's how we do it. Ship most everything out. That's perfect. We're adapting. We're trying to adapt. It was crazy because I know up north is just like insane right now with all that going on. So I'm I'm happy y'all say, yeah. staying safe, but I'm, I'm I'm mostly happy that yo you guys are still you know keeping your head above water as far as business. So that's good to hear. Yeah, we um, both of us I think I'm just just for the sake of anonymity or whatever. Both of us like we we know we know somebody uh, in Somerville that has it. Mm. Um. And, you know, we just, it, it was kind of like crazy to hear that because it was, it was like the first person that we knew, like that we actually knew that had it. Right. Um, and it was just, we, we kind of, I think both of us like had a little bit of a breakdown that day and we're just so like, we just got like scared, um, which is so crazy because we're, we, we try really hard to like be as safe as possible. Mm-hmm. And even though like neither one of us is really we haven't felt sick and we've been able to avoid all of this, like it was still kind of traumatizing that it was that it was that close to home, even though Boston is a hot spot, like mm, it was yeah. just even closer to us personally, you know. Yeah, like you watch the news and watch the media and you see it's going crazy, but until you actually know someone personally, it changes, it yeah, changes everything. It for really you. did. Like I feel like it like <laughs> To use the term, it really like flipped the switch, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it, it, like Jill's mom works at MGH. She works uh, on the Blake Eleven wing, which oh, is um, wow. scary because, like, I think, I think you know, a lot of people in that hospital. It, it's she doesn't work on like the the ward where they were trying to contain all of that, but it's finding its way. You know, it's like seeping through. Yeah, like the patients have it and then everybody gets, you know, it's like, it's scary that she has to go to work and, and like do that every day. It's amazing, really. She's, she's um, a lifesaver. Oh yeah, those, they're really an amazing person, but they're true. Yeah, it is scary. Luckily, everything's been all good so far. So yes. Well, dang, dude. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're glad you all staying safe. So that was the number one thing for sure. Yeah, for sure. How yeah, how is it there? I mean, um, it's crazy. What is, what is it like? In- it's 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 crazy how it's taking effect on the city. Guilford County, Greensboro itself doesn't have that many cases. I think there's 300 in Guilford County, which is compared to a lot of places is is not a lot. But yeah, what's scary? I mean, that is, is a lot, but it's but yeah, comparatively, it's yeah. Like, Right, right, right. The scary part is that in Guilford County itself, there's not a lot of recoveries. That's that's kind of the oh yeah yeah you know. So we're mm. not as, we're not hit as hard as other places. That doesn't mean it's like you know less of an issue. 
Yeah, but no, I'm saying terrible. It's safe. Yeah, that's why all the interviews I'm doing, even if people live in Greensboro, all the interviews are done, you know, over Skype, and I'm just being responsible yeah. and respectful. So, um, it's a, I'm dealing with it, you know, but no one I know personally yeah. has it, so I'm thankful for that. Um, but yeah, we're just trying to maintain. Shelf Life Art and Supply Company is an independently owned new and used art supply store at 2178 Lawndale Drive in Greensboro, North Carolina. At Shelf Life, you can find professional quality art supplies, pre-owned treasures, art classes, custom framing, and occasionally Daniel White recording the free pizza podcast in our classroom. Visit our website at www.shelflifeart.com and come see us Tuesday through Saturday in the historic Lawndale Shopping Center at the corner of Lawndale and Cornwallis Drive. You'll be supporting the local economy, the environment, artists and creators, and this podcast right here. Shelf Life Art and Supply Company, supporting triad artists since 2014. For sure. I mean, that's really all you can do is every day just just you know adapt and and keep your keep your head up absolutely dude not to be like too like pma pma but it's you know yeah you gotta try gotta try absolutely um but yeah dude yeah Yeah. i i was gonna ask you something are you still in greensboro yeah so i'm actually i moved closer to downtown but i'm yeah i'm still in greensboro yeah Cool. It's funny. I actually had plans to be up north um, <laughs> this year, but oh right, yeah, you yeah. were wanting to yeah. launch, yeah, because I was where. Uh, where were you thinking? You were thinking New York, right? Yeah, I was thinking New York. I was going to just make the jump to Brooklyn, but this happened, so um, I might be uh, postponed again. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially going to <laughs> that's like ground zero. Yeah, that's uh, all my friends up there actually have either moved back here or back to where their parents are. There's they everyone just left when it was starting to get real bad. Um, yeah. So yeah, I heard up there it's just this is a wild time up there right now. So I, I hate it. Yeah, it's it's insane. It is crazy. Like <clears throat> since we live an hour away, uh, we have to we have to drive into the shop every day. So. Like when this initially started and it wasn't really on lockdown, it's crazy to watch, to like progressively watch the traffic get better um, with every new like announcement uh, with, you know, and it, it's so crazy the the fact that we can just drive into the city now without stopping once. Right. Uh, that's, it, it, yeah. that's nuts. So. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know where I was going with that, but no, it's just, I mean, it it's is just, crazy. It's just crazy to see like the, the change over time to, that, you know, I think people just have just slowly started taking it more seriously and I hope they continue to not open up these states. What the fuck? Freaking Georgia. Like uh, I think Tennessee I too, if I'm not mistaken. Crazy. I mean, all dude. these, all these, uh, like counter protests or whatever against the, oh like against God. lockdown. Yeah, dude, I'm just my. I'm what are you? What are you doing? Blown away. <laughs> People are like, I need to get my hair cut. It's like, dude, what? <laughs> it's like, go outside. Fine, go outside. Do yes. whatever you want. Yeah, see what happens. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And then this is it's chaos the, out here. The blind will lead the blind. That's usually what happens. Absolutely. Um, so, but dang, dude, this has been great. 
you know I've had this yeah thing. it's a super good conversation i feel like i jumped all over the place and and but no I, whatever i, I, you know? I, 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 I want was fun i want people to get a sense of who you are so i don't mind that happening yeah you know? like i threw in hawaii i don't know yeah. where you know so it's, this is what you've been i was this like is... talking to... yeah <laughs> i was like talking to jill i was like oh i'm gonna get so nervous but i was trying to like treat it as more of like just because you're my boy like i yeah. want to just treat it as like a we haven't talked in a long time like it's just a conversation instead of like a because if i if i put the label like oh, i'm doing an interview like i'm gonna psych myself out <laughs> and i've always been like that even whenever i was playing music like i feel like the only interviews i did were through email because <laughs> i didn't want to like i just i just get so weird you know well i'm honored you decided to do this yeah it's just like a conversation i tell everyone kind of ease their nerves because i mean i get I'm it honored. You know, it's like, dude, we're just we're just talking, we're just hanging out, like we what we did, like you know, we back in Greensboro, you know. So, yeah, so for sure. But dude, yeah. So plug the shop before we bounce. Uh, plug the Instagram information. Plug the shop. Yeah, plug all that. All right. Um, find us at Lucky House MFG on Instagram, LuckyHouseMFG.com on the webs, and you know, just come to our shop if you're in the area. Like, it's not very big, but come in we've we've made it as homey as possible it looks check it out it looks phenomenal from all the photos you look you look amazing and phenomenal speaking of i see you working out bro i'm trying to get dude you look fucking good (laughs) (laughs) you're looking good dude josh one one pro to the other always so kind (laughs) but this is the future man dude it should be should be absolutely it should be you guys are taking um but you said the shop's open for order, so people can still order, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, hello at LuckyHouseMFG.com. Um, I should say that we we try to focus on, you know, we, we try to be as eco-friendly as possible. All of our inks that we use and our, our uh, chemicals are all, I guess they're not even chemicals, but they're all um, eco-friendly. Mm. We try to print on eco-friendly shirts, when possible but you know we can't really we can't really control what the customer wants to pick yeah yeah. but with that being said a lot of a lot of shops i feel like i should state this because i somebody has brought it up before but a lot of like gildan and comfort colors and like all those brands are changing over all of their manufacturing facilities to be more eco-friendly and and more green so that's sick that's a plus and it's like come on man because i'm slack (laughs) absolutely (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we are definitely being as eco-conscious as possible so if that appeals to you like for sure hit us up we would love to like work on anything and everything yes low minimums I, too and i would say that oh yeah i mean yeah absolutely that's a, definitely a plus and i would definitely say obviously josh and jill are my friends and my homies but working with you guys in a business sense was very easy you guys oh. yeah it was just very it was seamless process so i definitely applaud you on that and i'm gonna definitely recommend everyone i talk to to go through you guys so i'm gonna do my part in that that would be amazing thank you so much dude yes but yeah also plug your plug your instagram information as well um so my instagram my personal is who are we to be yeah um and i I post pretty scarcely on that but i have like a a theme that i want to roll with so i'm probably going to try to jump on that more often uh, and then I also have archive.300 for the Instax wide shots. And those are just kind of like, I'll just post a picture and put where I, 
where I took it. And that's, it's just kind of like a little visual diary slash photo album. Yeah. Yeah. So that one's just more for fun, but whatever. Yes, absolutely. And Josh, I would not be the photographer I am if it was not for Josh. Our time together was a lot. You know, that is a, you know, that's a lie. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Isn't this true? You were, I literally did nothing but hold you back when you could have been shooting. We, we were walking around taking photos and you could have been shooting something more important. And I was just wasting your time. Oh, you know, it's true. (laughs) I was out there walking around Greensboro. You were like, "This dude's got me walking around in a hundred degree weather. It's hot, dude." It was. We're shooting, we're shooting this house with this abandoned chair in the front yard. <laughs> to circle back around to that, dude, you're funny. No, all those you times you would have been fine, <laughs> dude. And not, don't and also Texas. You took me around Texas for the first time. I can't forget that. Oh, that was sick. Yeah, I'm glad you uh, got to visit, meet all my homies in Texas, dude. I love your friends. That was fun. We should. We should do that again via. I guess we could do it in Texas, and I'll just go there too. Or you could come here. Yeah, whatever. I want, I want to go to Boston. I want to go. But I want to go where where you are. You know, dude. Just to plug Boston, like Boston as a city is sick. I mean, it's like everywhere I go in the city, I'm just so inspired. Like it's so cool, and the juxtaposition from like where I came from to where I am now. Oh God, yeah. It's it just feels it feels really cool. But like Boston is a beautiful city. It gets cold, but like it's fine. It's fine. The only thing, okay. So I will say the only thing about the winter that bothers me is the length. It's not how cold it gets. It's not the snow. That's fine. Like I can walk in the snow. It's fine. I have boots. But it's <laughs> how long it it's lasts. April. It's April thirtieth, and today it's like fifty degrees and raining. Dude, that sucks. Come on, like, come on. For reals, like, <laughs> I want to be like Alan Iverson, where he's like, practice. Like, we're talking about practice. Like, it's April. It's almost May. Come on. It's like, come on, people. I need, I need it to be sunny and fun outside. Yeah. Jesus. My little lizard, my lizard skin. I need to sh- oh my shed God. and feel the sunlight. <laughs> Graze my skin. But nah, dude, this has been amazing. Everyone needs to shop. Also, you have a shop up with, uh, you have merchandise y'all selling as well, so... And uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm the worst person at like plugging myself. Oh, you're, you're like me, lucky I'm, house I'm bigcartel.com, dude. Which hopefully we're, we're gonna update that like a lot in the future. We have a lot of ideas that we're gonna work on, and a lot of artists that we want to do like collab prints with. Uh, we're dude. just you know, just trying to find the time, dude. Yeah, uh, speaking of collab prints, me and Josh did a collab print that I still have some of that people are actually buying. <laughs> oh yeah the 18 Dude. by 24 yes i'm still selling those I have a few more left that i'm uh gonna post up that was tomorrow. fun do that I'm, I'm we should we should do it again honestly you know i'm one down day, one day we'll figure something out so yes yeah, we should tuned. do a daniel white run of shirts with uh like the like the visual like it's a photo dude on, I, a, on a shirt actually you know what someone was telling me last probably last week or so that's like the, the logo shirts are cool and actually i do the, the reason why i do those logo shirts is kind of showcase other artists but she was like you should do more of your obviously the photos you know on the, on the shirt so i was like oh i might tell you yeah. that i mean yeah that would be that would be sick yeah so we might do we, we'll be in business again soon i've always wanted to do that too i just never i just never do 
So let me live vicariously through you. Your photos are better anyways. Oh, my God. I'm done with you. <laughs> but, no, this has been awesome. Please support the shop. Lucky House is amazing. If you need any shirts made, they can ship from Boston. They ship from everywhere. They ship to everywhere. Um, international? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I have no problem with doing that. I'd have to, we'd have to figure it out on yeah. our end, but I wouldn't have, you know, I'd love to. Yeah. So for even the listeners who are overseas, you need something done. I mean, obviously you probably have somewhere, some, somewhere in your, your country that can probably do it, but screw it. Do lucky yeah. house. <laughs> I mean, I would, yeah. Like if you're coming over here for a tour or whatever, like that would be dope. Oh yeah. Shipping overseas that. for shirts, I think is pretty, uh, cause like Firewalker was supposed to go to. Uh, Europe this summer and mm. we were gonna we were looking at printing them shirts and then like shipping them over there but I think it was like $700 or something to ship like four boxes so oh my god dude Jesus Christ that was we were just we were just getting like an estimate and I'm sure there's cheaper options but the first place we saw we were like yeah nope sorry just print <laughs> just print somewhere over there like it might be better for you just to not use us dude yeah because but any are- other yeah like we would love to print anything and everything we can. Okay, awesome. Yes, but definitely US-wise, you know, I'm trying to tell all the homies here using bands to do that. So, yeah, dude, absolutely. So, yes, you're the best. You and Jill rock. I love you guys. You rock. Yes. You so. rock. Shout out to everybody. And uh, I've I've been, like, dreaming of the day that when I come on here, I could so I could say the word shout out because I know that was, like, a thing. Dude. Whenever you first started the podcast, you were like, shout out, shout out. Oh, absolutely. So, shout out to you. <laughs> shout out to and you. shout out to uh the homies in north carolina what up what up dude yeah we miss you man so it's a fun time when you're here so um, yeah yeah a lot yeah. of a lot of good people a lot of great memories absolutely but yes i'm gonna say bye but don't get off the line because i have something i want to talk to you about okay okay but yes we'll see okay. you later thank you for listening later Subscribe everybody to the dang podcast so i can feed myself thank you goodbye food Hell yeah. The free pizza podcast. We are on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Just go on the Google App Store, go on everywhere. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, MySpace, Live Journal, Twitter. We tweet. We'll do smoke sniggles, whatever y'all need. Thank y'all so much. Have a good night.